This episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash afblues. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 283 for the week of Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2017. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Adam. Eddie. Justin. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Loot Crate, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we take a look at our favourite reveals from San Diego Comic-Con 2017. Well, not quite live, not quite from San Diego, and your excitement levels may vary, but here we are. How are we, guys? Good. Yay, we're here. Yay. <laughs> hey, yeah. Hang on, who's, who said good? Some static on the line, I think. Ja- what? <laughs> Justin. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I still don't believe it. I don't believe it's him. <laughs> it's me. Blood we test is out. coming. We found <laughs> out how very at best Justin impersonator just for this episode. <laughs> yes, uh, in every which way. So, you know, incredibly handsome as well and buff. Well, that's right. That's okay. right. Mm. And it's probably yeah. been six, six months since we had a, a Sarah Lee cheesecake update. So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. <In> that space. <laughs> i tell you what, um, just these last couple of weeks, there's been um, a vanilla peanut butter and chocolate-covered pretzel ice cream. <laughs> what? Yeah, that was really good. And there was a golden syrup with candy corn through it, which was really good as well. Is that one just called the diabetes? (laughs) 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 Sound like Wilford Brimley. (laughs) So for those people who are relatively new and aren't familiar, uh, Justin lives very close to a a dessert manufacturing outlet that uh, Mm. receives his attention on occasion. So uh, what have you been up to, mate? Where? I'm still working two jobs. I actually oh was there gosh. today. It's uh, increased an increased role in the second job, which I really didn't want it to happen. But um, <laughs> now I'm unloading trucks and all kinds of stuff. So I did that. I was there from two to six today. But uh, as a result, I've been away as well. I went, I went to Victoria. I was there for about 10 days. We went to uh, Falls Creek. That's, en- that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was just in. I was just in. Also, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just oh, over order. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was really good. The whole family went away for ten days to the snow. Um, my wife had never seen snow before. Um, oh, really? So yeah, we go there, and she goes, "Oh, it's cold." <laughs> <laughs> well, that came as a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, that's you know, it's just boring. It's it's honestly just working probably just under eighty hours a week. So, jeez, that's it. Far out. Is this to afford your uh, ski chalet or something? Oh no, <laughs> it was basic accommodation. Next year we're uh, we're going away to the states for about a month, oh, cool. and um, we're going to do a west coast thing. We're going to go to every theme park. Yeah, um, excellent on the west coast. Yeah, and we're um, I just booked uh, medieval times to um. <laughs> Have dinner <laughs> well, one night, so oh I'm getting gosh. all the bits and pieces in together. Yeah, Excellent. we're going to do. Well, we'll, we'll get our want lists ready now. Then, yeah, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Mister Eddie, how, how goes your uh, thespian endeavours? 
Yeah, they're going. That's uh, a <laughs> that's so um uh to fill folks in because I've been gone a couple of weeks. Uh, we got hit with a little bit of disaster where we went through not one but two venues with the show uh, that I was directing, and it just got to a very insane level where. Um, I think the last show I was on, we just lost our first venue and it was over sort of fire code um, stuff being an old building and changes uh, that were happening in the area. And then uh, it became sort of ridiculous stuff with the venues we're looking at where we're being told, oh, for every 25 people in the building, you need to have a shower. And uh, even though it's an old stone building um you know we need to have and it's the middle of winter here uh you need to have air conditioning just in case uh the building overheats even though we're trying our hardest to heat the building because it's so freezing cold (laughs) um, up there uh at the moment so it was been a little bit of battle back and forth uh we unfortunately had to cancel our opening weekend to make uh final repairs and literally build a theater because the building we've ended up in uh, literally had not been occupied by human beings for 15 years. Uh, So I needed to get in and clear out a whole bunch of pigeons and possums and all their leaving. I had to change toilets (laughs) and do a whole – I basically did like a whole backyard blitz renovation show (laughs) in the space of a fortnight. Uh, But we did uh, literally just open this weekend. We've just done a bunch of shows and I have – uh, quite literally walked in the door and picked up my headset and here now, but it's going, people are seeing it. It's, uh, getting really good, uh, buzz. Uh, I'm, I'm in the happy stages now. If you spoke to me a couple of <laughs> days ago, I was tired and exhausted, but now I'm, I'm running on the adrenaline high. Good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> what about you, Mr. Adam? Uh, I'm just trying to think. I lost money <laughs> playing poker last night. So we, uh, went to a friend's place for poker night and um, it was $20 buy-in, and I only bought in once because I, I chose not to chase my losses. Um, other than that, it's uh, been roast chicken dinner tonight and uh, a, check out, a trip out to the um, local blah, 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 chocolate factory uh, for wonderful fudge and other assorted goodies. Oh, geez, that sounds all right. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. All right, Mr. Scotty. Um. We didn't talk that long ago. I feel like nothing has happened to me since the last time we... <laughs> you know, I was thinking the same thing. I thought you could cover for me while I thought of something. <laughs> oh, wait, no. We have, we have something to discuss. We have, we have a, a mutual acquisition. And, and I'm not talking about Ooh, the clap yes, that you yes, gave yes. me. I'm talking about the... Um, <laughs> the, the uh, we both got... You earned our, it, baby. <laughs> we, we both... <laughs> did you just, mean just, a clap? Or what did you... <laughs> Exactly right. I bit of column A, bit of column B. Yeah, I meant the round of applause. Uh, no, we. Um, I got my sideshow premium format, Black Canary. Um, yes. Which, and so did Ben. And obviously, that will be, I'm sure, a topic of discussion for a later episode. But it is a acquisition that I am um, overall rather pleased with. Mm, agreed. And I put agreed. it in my. Um, you know, DC premium format display, which has a you know relatively prominent place in our abode, but people just walk past it and don't see it. And then I tested <laughs> the family on what's new, and my, <laughs> you know my my eldest, my eldest, you know who's into this, just looked and went, oh, black canary, cool. And then my beloved 
um, who, <laughs> you know, still, A, just really pretends they're all not there, and B, can't really tell her Superman from her green arrow. She really tried. She looked and she went, um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> And I was like, uh, no, Wonder Woman's been there for a very long time. And then she actually pointed out Black Canary. She was like, that one with the legs and the boobs and the fishnets? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yep, that one. So Excellent. Yeah, but she's allowed to stay, so that's good. <laughs> good work. Good work. Yeah, yeah. And what about you, Mr. Ben, besides your <laughs> army oh, Well, uh, uh, in terms of acquisitions, that pretty much stole my thunder. It's all, uh, all pretty slow going, I have to say. So... <laughs> Maybe we should just roll on into the excitement of San Diego Comic Con 2017. I believe that's what we're here for. <clears throat> Woohoo! All right. Well, let's take a break and come back and get to it. If you like listening to podcasts, then there's a good chance you'd enjoy audiobooks as well. To make it easy for you, our sponsor, Audible, is offering our listeners a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial when you go to audibletrial.com forward slash AFBlues. A book I'd like to recommend is X Heroes by author Peter Kleins. X Heroes is the first book in a series about a group of superheroes trying to survive and protect what's left of humanity in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. It's a genre-bending story that has something for fans of comic books, superhero films, and the whole zombie phenomenon. To get your copy of X Heroes for free and start your 30-day trial, or find another book to start your Audible journey, go to audibletrial.com forward slash Articulated news is where we discuss the latest events and announcements in the toy and collectibles world. And unless you've been hiding under a rock, you'll know that it is San Diego Comic-Con time, 2017. So we're not going to cover everything. We are just going to cover the stuff that took our interest. And we are going to kick things off, and I'm going to throw over to Justin. Okay, so my first bit of news comes from Nicker. It's the ultimate Chucky. Uh, so this thing is a uh, thing of beauty, actually. Um, <laughs> I'm just going off the photos here, but I can tell you exactly what's in here. It's an arsenal of weapons that have been used in basically mm. all the movies. Um, has the beautiful, normal good guy face, has a scarred up face, has an angry face, and I think there may be a face missing or a head missing from uh, the pictures. Yeah, it's the really, really damaged one. Yeah, and uh, so... we coming with some hands as well here. Now, this this was a uh, movie that I saw when it first came out in, I think it was about 87. Mm. It was it was, it was was that time when I shouldn't have been scared of horror movies <laughs> and I, I really stayed away from horror movies. Like it took me ages to watch any Halloween or any um, even uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, but I saw I'm this with waiting. some friends. Yeah. And um, this movie freaked the hell out of me. Um, it was. I was watching it through through fingers uh, most of the most of the part <laughs> most of the movie. Now this um, they've Necker have done this with um, the ultimate. Um, what was it? As Gizmo as well, where they're uh, really you know putting these figures out with chock full of goodness. Um, so if I read through the blurb here, so we've got. Uh, the interchangeable head sculpts, um, terrifying accessories, baseball bat, hammer, voodoo knife, which is uh, pretty impressive, <laughs> hunting yeah. knife. Got to have one of those. Yeah. Yardstick. They actually call it a yardstick, which is good. But having said that, the figure stands four inches tall <laughs> and has 20 points of articulation. So to fit all that in now, that size, it's um, it's really well done. Uh, yeah. Probably I'm, the first really, thing uh, I'm really impressed how Necker are sort of doing a bit of a reimagining, like the, the, the ultimate – Additions uh, of some of these things. I mean, you know, they start to run out of a bit of steam. I think, particularly with stuff like the Predators, uh, and so to reimagine them by reimagine 
um, you know, these properties by upping the ante with all the accessories and stuff. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, I've been collecting most of the uh, Ultimate line and it's been fantastic. But I, like you, Justin, was completely freaked out by this film as a kid. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Neighbours tie me down and... Uh, made me watch it when I was about five years old. And oh God, man, where did what? you grow up? <laughs> yeah. Wait, so when did Bronx, you grow up? Oh, you're so young. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This this was in the nineties. So it was on VHS, and all three were out at that time. <laughs> um, but uh, it still remains like there's something about that Chucky design that I just don't like. It freaks me. <laughs> so this is one. It's a plus for effort, but I will never purchase one. <laughs> Look at things on the opposite shelf when I pass it by. In the <laughs> Having said that, I was scared by Gremlins as well when it first came out, especially the part where they multiply in the pool and they're all come coming down the street. My auntie <laughs> took me, and my sister, who's two years younger, was laughing at me. And I said to my aunt, "I, said, I can't watch this. I've got to go. I've got to. Go. We have to leave the cinema." And we left. Uh, <laughs> I cannot believe I, how many films Justin's walked out of. He had the same yeah. reaction in Pacific Rim. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, yeah, that was that's like of me the in the black hole. I made my dad take me out of the black hole. Was pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah, it was yeah. scary. It was when they were – he was about to take the mask off one of the drone things, and I, I never even saw what was underneath it because I just completely freaked out, and I was like, well, you have to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, moving oh, okay. along. Yeah, <laughs> my next bit of news is uh, from Marvel Legends. It's the Defenders Four Pack. Now, the, when I first saw this, I thought, "Oh, excellent! When we're not going to get... Um, oh, sorry, we are going to get a variation from the Netflix series that is currently out at the moment." And I thought that's really good because um, oh, well, it's just a bit snobby, I guess. But I only collect the comic um, uh, adaptions of these figures. I don't really go in for the movie figures. Um, and having said that. Yeah, there's some there's some redos here. Uh, Luke Cage is like that Thunderbolts Luke Cage, except looks like he has a new belt and slight varying of uh, coloration. Also, it's uh, I think it's on the Sentry body if I look at it closely. Um, Iron Fist really doesn't do much for me. I think like to have that body, it's it's is quite scrawny. It looks like that's a Spider Man body, right? The the pizza yep. Spider Man body. Yeah, I mean, still still a great looking figure. I like the bandaged hands for that. Um, but the big thing for me is the Jessica Jones figure that we're getting in that. Um, yeah, excellent, yeah. excellent. Yeah. Fought many times that I'd have to um, customize this. Been on my list for ages, but now you know, it, it being a customizer, I just sit back now and uh, grow a big grey beard. I don't have to do. Uh, <laughs> I don't have to do anything these days. <laughs> well, it's good because uh, the um, Daredevil's actually hard to come by now. So it's a figure that's yeah. quite sought after, and of course, yes. yeah, Luke Cage is, is almost impossible to get yeah. at a good price. Yeah, yeah. Um, only disappointment for me with this set is I, I think it could have been a, a good opportunity to give us a an updated version of the classic Iron Fist, like in his classic duds. I mean, we've had enough variations of Iron Fist like this now that. Um, you know, I wanted the big collar, but uh, I guess, yeah. you know, there's probably a bit of tooling in there. I actually thought the Marvel Legends showing at San Diego was pretty weak. I think this was their, for me, it was their weakest showing in, in quite a few years. Uh, I don't know. Do you I, think it's because yeah. it's um, Hasbro Con in a couple of weeks that they're just holding things back to reveal? Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. Like, uh, I, I remember a time where they used to just show waves. Now they, they sort of show figures and you have to sort of piece the wave together. I mean, you know, we got some pretty good ideas what was going into the Deadpool wave. But, um, you know, I did a count-up of all the figures that, that they revealed and I think only five 
of the figures are first-time figures and every other figure is uh, a character that's already been done in some way, shape or form. So for me as a classic, you know, comic collector, universe builder, it was it was just a bit bit weak, I thought. There's still, I think is there still in, one day to go? I'm sorry. No, no I, I just think it depends on how you define a week because certainly in terms of volume – um, you know, they had a lot of stuff to show, and mm, mm, the you know, I think that it, it there are we have to remember also that there are a lot of collectors out there that are new to um or, or newish to this line that don't have um you know some of these figures. So, oh, absolutely, one, you know, yeah. one person's retread, you know, like Medusa, I um, etc., those sort of things coming. Um, I mean, I, I agree in terms of. You know, new to the line characters, it's uh, was a bit limited. But I also think that they're starting to actually, um, you know, get to a point where they've got they have to space those out because they are getting so closer to the you know CD list that they're probably a bit of a harder thing to wedge into um, retail, etc. Um, but you know, I, I I was excited about. Domino is excited about Songbird, particularly because it's not the horrible one that we yes. thought mm. we were told we we're going to get. It's actually a comic accurate, really good looking yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing, one thing I'm interested to see how it plays out with this Defenders box set is it's an Amazon exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Um, so hopefully, you know that. I mean, Amazon is getting. Uh, for us here in Australia, is getting easier to get, um, and a, a lot more stuff is shipping, not um, terribly expensively, to Australia from Amazon. But it'll just be interesting to see how that plays out. Well, they have had uh, exclusive Legends box sets before, like there was the um, uh, one with Bruce Banner and um, Age of Ultron, Hulk and Hawkeye, and that. And I was able to order that and get that shipped straight here so i'm okay. hoping this isn't uh any different mm. yeah i don't Personally. remember that one i'm just waiting to see how long it takes us to get a, a classic luke cage again because you know sweet christmas it's a good look <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say no to a new classic Luke Cage. And, I mean, yeah, look, I agree, Scotty. I think you know, th there's a lot of people that are very excited about the Apocalypse uh, Builder figure, and, you know, Apocalypse is a hard figure to come by either as the Builder figure or the regular figure. So people, you know, obviously are excited. But, you know, I think, um, you know, you missed the part about me being a self-entitled fanboy. So, Well, I know that's um, a given. I'm yeah. just trying to bring some, you know, yeah. human to mm, mm. Yeah. And I know me and Ben... Uh, completely disagreed on Deadpool and Cable uh, coming out. Uh, I, I don't. I that Cable and I love that Deadpool. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, I come at it from the point of view of I'm, I'm a universe builder. I'm only going to put one Deadpool on my shelf. And, you know, I've got a Deadpool that I'm happy with. I don't need another Deadpool. I don't need another Cable. I don't need another Domino. Um, but what I, you know, would have taken was Garrison Kane uh, quite happily or um, you know, so I just a name that ninety nine point nine percent of the people mm. buy buying this line and putting money out to this line have no idea about. Well, so. they do. I mean, he's you know he's quite prominent. I don't understand why we get an apocalypse builder figure when people have been asking for Sauron for years. Um, so yeah, I, I, don't know. I don't know. But I'll just cherry pick, which is uh, what I do now. So. And I'll just keep adding, you know. I mean, Gwenpool, uh, not a character that I asked for, but I think she looks fantastic, so she'll be a, a welcome addition. So, anyway. all right. 
Next one, Justin. Yeah, the next one is a sexy, sexy lady from uh, Sideshow Collectibles. I, I really can't tell you much about this except for the sculpt is beautiful. Those uh, thigh-high uh, boots are really, really doing it for me. Um, <laughs> the color, the colorization from the filmation inspired the base has themes of snake mountain running through it as well. And the colorization appears to be like a snake around the base as well. It's probably going to cost a gazillion dollars, but uh, it is one thing of absolute beauty. I absolutely love this piece. Um, There's also a skeletal they showed, which nearly made it to the cut as well, but took some points back for having such uh, blue, uh, skin tone. It should be, in my opinion, only much lighter than that from what we see. But otherwise, it's a, it's also a beautiful looking piece. Yeah. So, yeah. I, has has Evil Lynn like stopped drinking for this particular statue? Because she's not as yellow as I remember it. <laughs> she's been in the sunlight and her jaundice has disappeared, mate. It's uh... there you go. <laughs> you know, you don't have to be in the sun for that anymore. They have a little machine that can hook you up to. Mm. Ah. Yeah. yeah, both of our bit. Yeah, both of our babies had um, jaundice like, when they were born, and the eldest was born in January, which is you know summer here, and mm. we just you know laid her out in the sun for a little while without her nappy on that sort of thing, and she soaked it up, and it was all <laughs> fine. But then the uh, youngest was born in May in the winter in the Southern Highlands, where the sun only shows up for like forty five minutes a day, and they had this groovy vest that they put on her that glowed. And it was like, I don't know what sort of light it was, but we called her the glow worm because then you, you turn all the lights <laughs> off and there's just like this little glowing, you know, um, vest around this baby. It was hilarious. So, yeah. oh. There's an app for that is what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Mr. Adam. Oh, sorry, Eddie. I was going to say, am I the only one who feels like they took Lindsay Lohan's face sculpt for Evelyn here? You what? take that back. There's- there's something about it that seems familiar in the face. What? Like it's no. around the eyes. I'm getting a very go home, Eddie. You're drunk. Someone. I am, <laughs> but that's that's beside the point. <laughs> I didn't mention the the staff as well. It's pretty good. It's like an enclosed hand. Could be Skeletor's hand. Who knows? But it, it looks really good. That would be creepy if that was Skeletor's hand. Mm, good back scratcher. Yeah. It's always <laughs> a woman that has you by the balls. Look at grief. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before it uh, deteriorates anymore, Mr. Adam, what were your takeaways uh, from San Diego? Unsurprisingly, a lot of my takeaways are around uh, Dragon Ball Z. Get um, out of town. No uh, way. Shocker. So um, in the figure arts line, we got revealed a Margin Vegeta, uh, which is the Vegeta with the kind of wrestling blue unitard look, which is fantastic. Um, we got a, a Gotenks. Um, I have a feeling we may have seen that before, but I can't remember. We got uh, Goku Black or Black Goku or whatever people are calling him these days. That's fractionally less racially uh, offensive. Um, this is the Goku that's actually an evil god thing going on without giving too many spoilers. And he's wearing lots of black and a, a purple gi. And we got a Koran, which seems to have zero articulation. So I'll be interested to see how that plays out. He is the uh, cat holding a stick. Those that are up on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> he looks very much like the um, Irwin one that came with uh, Yajirobe um, back yeah. in the day. He does, doesn't he? Yeah. Hmm. I can't imagine he's like one of those characters everyone's really going ape for, but you know, 
Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, I just hope this is advertising stuff that we're actually going to get. Uh, I mean, you know, we've seen, you know, we saw Kid Goku some time ago and they only sort of finally got around to saying, yes, it's going to come out. So... I mean, Nappa was years before they released him. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think yeah. Tension Han and Yamcha have been previewed a while ago. We still haven't seen a figure arts Super Saiyan 4 Goku announced. We still haven't seen uh, announced dates for um, Super Boo yet. So mm. I guess the other problem is now that Super's coming along, they have to allocate some more time for Super characters rather than just straight Z characters. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Very good. All right. What else took your fancy? Moving along uh, in the Shoto line, so this is the three and three quarter line. The next wave has been a net, has been uh, shown there, which is a Super Saiyan Bardock, which is Goku's daddy, uh, a Super what? Saiyan God, Super Saiyan or Super Saiyan Blue, if you like, Jido, and uh, what looks like it's going to be the first um, re-release of the line, which is Broly again, the most overrated character in the entire show. That's, uh, <laughs> actually, not canon. So let's go. With that. <laughs> I feel like when they name these or when you say the names, it's like someone's hit their head and they just repeat things a lot. Super Saiyan, well, well, Saiyan Super. I, I, I don't know the, the actual history as to, you know, where certain people got their names, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm watching Dragon Ball um, with my tadpoles and it's dubbed into English. But the subtitles that are on the bottom of the screen are also in English, but they are, uh, I'd say, as close as possible translation to the original Japanese. And so I'm, because whenever there's subtitles on the screen, I just automatically read them. Um, and, and, you know, you, you laugh because you go, oh, yeah, but they're talking in English, but you're also, you know, reading the English subtitles, but they're completely different. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of editing. Yeah. Um, but most most of the names are, are Japanese words for food. So mm. you notice there's a lot oh, of like vegetables, vegetable. There's ca- kakarot, like Goku's saying names is carrot. Like broly is broccoli. Um, <laughs> like it's it's all. Bardock is burdock. Yeah. Uh, Napa is Napa is, yeah. is a, a cabbagey thing as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, if they're a saying, they've got a vegetable name. Um, Saya is Yasai, which is Japanese for vegetable, reordered. Um, what else is there? Gohan is rice. There was also a character that was just called Lunch, wasn't there? In yes. Yep. Yes, she's the crazy woman. Yeah. That's me, yep. Lunch. Yep. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she sneezes all and goes berserk. All Bulma's family are um, underwear themed names. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's, let's just try and steer this back to some uh, yeah, some of the more normal stuff. What about you, okay. Mr. Scott? There was uh, quite a few reveals. Uh, well, I, I've got kind of one of each in the DC and Marvel camp and then something to rant and rave about. Um, so, you know, that we have favourites, and I'm extending that to highlights of things that stood out as not being favourable. Um, but first off... Uh, we actually talked last week in the Return of Articulated News about the uh, Tweeterhead DC maquette line that they uh, – we already had a Harley Quinn that had come out. They did the solicit for Supergirl, um, which we really liked because it was that kind of 70s um, 
throwback Supergirl, and uh, she was there at the show. But as well in the DC maquette line, we saw a really groovy, groovy-looking Joker um, as a finished painted piece, and then we saw unpainted versions of Superman and Wonder Woman um, that both look great as well. And oh this boy, is a- that Wonder Woman! That's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it is, uh, you know, I think, um, you know, what they've promised is it's going to be an all-in, you know, DC line with a range of um, characters, etc. And they actually had on their Facebook um, a, a preview of pieces that didn't make it uh, in time for the show, but they have done a sneak of the Wonder Twins, um, which, you know, whether that floats your boat or not, um, okay, but it's still just in terms of some different characters and different things. There's a Mr. Mitzelplik as well, yeah. um, which mm, was not news. Great. Like we, yeah, he looks fantastic. He, he we have seen him um, before, but um, seeing as DC uh, Comics itself seems to be struggling to make kind of classic comic accurate versions of its own properties, I'll happily let someone else take up the baton. Um, And, you know, this is, this is super fun. And so, and it's also out of scale that, you know, we're not talking premium format space or pricing here. It is a, you know, not cheap, but still um, a a little bit more budget and space friendly. So I'll be cherry picking this. I'm certainly not going to go all in, Um, but detail in these pieces is insane. Like the, these guys are really stepping up. They, they, they went from those, you know, the sort of the goofy, uh, you know, sort of TV properties to, to really stepping into the statue game. Like looking at the detail of the hyenas uh, yeah. in the Joker piece, it's, it's just yeah. brilliant. Yeah, no, it's, it is amazing. Like, um, so, you know, it's exciting. It's great to see uh, companies, adding to the mix and doing something different um, either mm. in scale or in medium, etc. And um, I've been getting progressively excited about Tweeterhead. Um, you know, I love their Batman classic line that they're doing. And obviously they've got some um, TV properties as well, which is not my thing, but that, you know, that they've got some different licenses and they're obviously doing well with it. But um, whoever is, you know, art directing this stuff has got a really good sense of the properties mm. and what what uh, people look at, and they're using sculptures like Paul Harding and Jack Matthews, and um, you know, so people that really know their craft. I wonder so. what uh, I wonder what the exclusive part is with the, for the uh, RuPaul in drag statue. Huh. Oh dear. <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> anyway, okay. The, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, it just seems odd that she's thrown in in amongst all these DC characters. You've got Ru- RuPaul in this kind of um, like I was saying, you know, racing, they've got a range racing of outfit. TV and film properties, um, and yeah. you, know, you know it's great that you know they can reach out to different different people. So I'm excited about what they're doing there. I'll wait. You know, when people say we're going to do the D list, etc., I'm like, okay, I'll wait for you know the Calendar Man or whatever. But <clears throat> you know, Mister Mitzelblick, I think is really cool um and that that's cool and you know they did characters like penguin and stuff in the but they're still going in the batman classic line so that's great um so if you're looking for a a new line to collect you know maybe some of the more established lines feel like they've been going for too long for you to jump in on 
something like, you know, the sideshow premium formats um, are you know, too much space, too pricey, and you want to start mm. somewhere on the DC side, this could be a good place to kind of you know, put your toe in the water. And yeah. then on the Marvel side, I'm also really <clears throat> enjoying what Diamond Select is doing with their Marvel gallery line. So this are, these are PVC um, statues, and they've got a DC animated line that they've been doing Batman animated and Justice League Unlimited as well. I think I've actually reviewed one or two of those um, on the show. And then they also have uh, started this gallery line for Marvel, which is um, you know, meant to be a kind of all-in comprehensive Marvel Universe line. And they're actually doing a great job of putting out characters in that um, space. So, you know, over the course of this year, we've seen they did a Captain Marvel, which I reviewed, and a, a Jessica Jones as Jewel as well, which, you know, those pieces actually fit quite nicely with the Bashojos. But then yeah, on the, yeah. um, you know, they've done uh, Doctor Strange, which I think looks fantastic, and I have found very hard to resist buying. They've mm-hmm. got a classic Iron Man out at the moment, which looks great. And at San Diego, they showed. Um, a Wolverine. They showed a Psylocke, which looks fantastic. Um, they showed another Spider-Man, a Moon Knight. Um, yes, you know, in that space, and you know that that's getting you know, you're getting to characters like Moon Knight and Psylocke. That's sort of thing. you're getting to, you know, starting yeah. to do some team building and um, you know going beyond the kind of just the the norm. Um, I have worked really hard to resist collecting this line, um, but you know it is very budget friendly. Um, as well, I just you know, you've got to put yeah. some boundaries around it. Um, and they're so, doing busts too, aren't they? Yeah, I mean they've got all kinds of things happening. They're doing busts. They're doing, mm. um, you know, they're doing uh, both the what do they call it? Uh, the 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 gallery line, which is PVC, and then they're doing a um, a line that is meant to be. I think it's called the Premier Collection um, of statues, which. Uh, I have to say they have not grabbed me um, in quite the same way, um, yeah, which is yeah. good because, you know, I don't really want to spend money on that. Um, in fact, now that I'm looking at it, that Psylocke may be the Premier Collection, not the PVC. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm hoping it's the PVC, though. Um, but, but regardless, if you're looking for particularly, you know, if you're a displaced bow and designs collector looking for – you know, things at that scale, et cetera. I, I don't think that the those Premier Collection statues are a, a Bowen level of design um, and sculpting, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're a scale equivalent. Um, but it's, it's just great to see um, them, you know, taking that up. And what I'm really enjoying with a lot of the different people that have the Marvel um, licenses is that, you know, they're, they're not just doing – Oh, there's a silk, um, a Spider Woman and yeah. a silk in the gallery line. A Daredevil as well that looks fantastic. Um, you know, great fun as well as movie stuff. But you know, I'm really loving that these uh, companies are not just doing the movie and TV stuff; that they're doing some more, you know, classic comic stuff as well. Throwing us yeah. a bone. It's much appreciated. Um, it is, it is. And I think, you know, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe driving as hard as it is and, and it just yeah. seems to be, you know, bombarding us from every angle, um, you know, you can see why it would be easy for a lot of these companies to go with that kind of stuff because, um, you know, it, it's easy and it, it's in everyone's kind of line of sight and, and throwing out a, 
you know, a classic Warhawk or a Jack of Hearts, um, you know, isn't going to win you sales of the year kind of thing. No, no, that's right. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a fine line, obviously, and there's I think that the 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 depth of both the DC and the Marvel universe is such that there are those sort of characters that you know, they, like Jack of Hearts is a great example that we know and that we would recognize right away. But you know, it would be a, a very very hard sell, you know, to get at, at that level, um, wh- which is what Bowen did so well. You know, because I think. You know that he had a lot of freedom, particularly in the earlier years, in terms of the characters that he, you know, chose and uh, um, you know a market for them as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So there's something for you for if you're a DC collector, something if you're a Marvel collector, um, and then last but not least, and I hate to end on a blah, but um, DC collectibles. Can we get grumpy? Oh, far out. Let's get D- grumpy. Yeah, DC Collectibles is channeling its inner DC Direct um, by demonstrating that, once again, it has absolutely no idea what to do with its comic properties um, in the action figure space. So we uh, last year, I guess it's been going for two years now, we got DC icons, which we were super excited about until we discovered the scale of them. Um, that they were six inch scale, um, and you know, d- didn't, but, but true six inch. Um, so didn't really scale up with your, uh, didn't scale with DC universe classics, whole new line, yeah. you know, people like Eddie and I faithfully have jumped in and, you know, enjoyed it. And partly, you know, on the back of some solicits of some really interesting characters, um, you know, like your Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, um, Demon, uh, Jim Bell, Catwoman that have now all been cancelled. And now yeah. they now we're getting DC Essentials. And the word is, you know, Icons is not dead, it's resting. We're going to put <laughs> these, these DC Essentials, at, which is the six point. Um, seven five inch um, scale out there just to test the market and see. Um, and of course, it's all the same, you know, A-list characters again that we've already had in icons. And all I can say is, you know, fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, shame on me. You will not fool me a third yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, I'm. This is the news that really ticked me off at San Diego uh, because it just really shows a lack of audience awareness. When it came from swapping scales between the old DC collectibles uh, coming at the end of that New 52 um, yep. stuff to icons, at least they were completely changing the game. They were adding articulation, they were giving us extra pieces. You had swap out pieces, they were changing. Uh, the packaging around so it was a slide in one so it was a complete revamp of what they were doing so it was easier for me even though I was disappointed with the scale change I still went along because they were going in they were bringing something new and I invested in that line I was I believe I am all in I don't think there's any that I don't actually own and we had part of the reason I was going all in was because we had solicits for some fantastic characters coming out that generally don't get the love which was the beautiful thing about dc direct back in the day and then to get this news where it's like well we're just going to do the same characters again that uh pretty much if you brought that icons justice league box set like myself recently you've just brought all these figures but now they're out again they're in a different scale 
Uh, all those other ones aren't really going to matter. This is where we're going to be doing characters through again. And it's just like, why am I going to buy into this? Why I've literally yeah. just bought these figures. You're hitting me up with another scale. And you've done this a couple of times now that why would I want to go in on this line when potentially a year or two, you're just going to reboot again. It's going to be something completely yeah. different and we're going to end up with the same ones. And these things are just going to end up in tubs then if a line isn't getting breath put into it and it's just an easy out for me. I, I've just decided I'm not picking these up at all. You've done the opposite rather than you could have shown a Nightwing and a Deathstroke uh, in icons and I would have been sold, whereas now I'm walking away just going, you know what, I'm I'm done here. It's My money's gone. Yeah. yeah. It's super frustrating. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think that obviously they're just looking at you know what they can put out there that people will buy because these, you know, the, these characters are your surefire characters that you know if they put out, um, you know, in your specialty shops, etc., they're going to sell. Um, and there's no, there's not even a bone there of an unusual character to, you know, kind of entice you into thinking that they might go. But that that just makes it an easy pass. Um, for me, like, I mean, I will probably get the Aquaman because it's Aquaman and, you know, he's my dude, but, and they look great and they're probably what should have been, um, you know, to, to start with, um, as opposed to, I, I don't know why it was that they thought that that icon scale was a good idea, um, because, you know, it was fairly, you know, clearly rejected by, um, people that were either wanting it to be in scale with, you know, either your DC Universe Classics or just the previous DC Collectibles line, which they actually did a really good job of. All those New 52 figures were really well done. Um, and why they would not do something that scaled with their own line and their own product, I don't understand. But boo, 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 boo. Yeah, and it's disappointing. And I think for DC fans in general, it was very disappointing because as of this recording, which is uh, you know very late on a Sunday, well, late-ish on a Sunday night, uh, we actually haven't heard anything from Mattel other than their um, Justice League six-inch uh, movie figures. So, you know, there are still fans clinging desperately to some sort of news that, you know, that there is some kind of... Uh, I guess light at the end of the tunnel for uh, additional six-inch figures that can supplement their DC Universe classics. And uh, you know, unlike Scott and and Eddie, I, I didn't buy into the icons. I think the only one I have is Atomica, and, and I used her um, her, her size discrepancy uh, to her advantage because of her power set. Um, but I didn't bother with any of the other figures. And uh, look, I know that uh, you know Superman and Batman are always going to sell uh, better than a crazy quilt. Um, or the tattooed man, um, but you know you need to have you need to give sort of collectors some hope that there's a chance that they're going to get that that additional you know figure. And uh, after seeing Marvel Legends, you know, blitz it for the last twelve to eighteen months, where uh, you know we've been getting tiger sharks and eel and uh, you know characters like that, you know, you you were really sort of hoping that somebody would actually turn this around and and put things back mm. in. Um, you know, DC fans' favour, but uh, once again, you know, Toy Fair's been, San Diego's been, and, and we still haven't sort of seen anything. Uh, I think that it it probably also speaks to a just kind of cultural problem at DC itself, in that they, uh, you know, when you look at the way that they handle the comic properties, and also now 
with the cinematic properties as well, you know, where they're saying, oh, um, you know, the Flash movie is going to be a Flashpoint, you know, thing, etc. It's like they don't actually just value the property that they've got. They're always trying to yeah. compensate for it because it might be confusing mm-hmm. or whatever. And all they do in that is make it less accessible and more confusing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, so I, I, I feel like, um, you know, Marvel, while uh, I, I mean, I'm not loving anything that's happening really in the modern comics you know, world at the moment. And Marvel's done their, their fair share of weird continuity things. You know, they haven't endlessly mm-hmm. rebooted, their universe to the point where no one understands what it is. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just, I think this is kind of symptomatic of it in that they've got this beautiful library of characters and Hasbro, and Hasbro obviously is riding on, you know, the golden ticket of the success of the films mm-hmm. at the moment. And so people see Marvel and go, Oh, okay. And some of the stuff that they've been able to bring into their retail offering would just never happen you know, without that, but they're still trying and doing it and not just throwing us the same characters over and over and over again. And also even then, like they're sticking with this legends, like legends has been around since 2002 and they know there's a collector base there that values that sort of scale and um, flow through to a line. And the line has changed from 2002 to now, but um, pretty much every wave of legends as it's come out over the years fits in with the other legends. So we might have a bunch of Spider-Man, but then the other characters that come with it can still match. So if you do have, cherry pickers who might not pick up the main character picking up that other side character that matches in with the scale goes a long way with collectors like that's Mm. just something i feel like a lot of companies miss is that having consistency with um other stuff that they've put out there yeah yeah absolutely (sighs) all right well, moving on, uh, it's my turn to talk about Yay. my takeaways from San Diego. And I, I am most excited every year, San Diego Comic Con, for the sideshow uh, present or not the presentation, the unveiling. And, uh, you know, having been to SDCC and, and seen how sideshows set up their booth, uh, you know, it's, it's a pretty amazing to behold because they tend to bring along all the stuff from previous years. So not only to get to sort of see their latest reveals, but you often get to see them in the context of the other statues that they've done in the same line. So, you know, as the years go on, you get to see some pretty um, amazing uh, sort of displays. Uh, And my favourite takeaway from 2017 was DC, uh, and that was the Swamp Thing maquette. Uh, And once again, I'm thoroughly confused about the difference between (laughs) uh, a comicette, a maquette, a premium format... Uh, I think we can all agree that legendary scale is half scale. Um, it's all a bit confusing. For a while there, we thought Marquette was a premium format that didn't have any mixed media, uh, but I just have absolutely no idea now. So um, this was the one that I was the most hyped about. I was disappointed last year that we didn't get the Flash in the uh, Sideshow DC premium format line. Uh, And there's been any number of opportunities since then for Sideshow to reveal the Flash. So I just assumed, uh, given that we've actually seen snippets of the sculpt, 
uh, in various kind of videos that they release on their website. I just assumed that um, San Diego would be it. We would be getting the flash, absolutely. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, other than Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter. Um, you know, he's the the big missing character. Uh, we saw the Prime One Studio version, and I wonder how many people are going to sort of pick that up just because of the absence of a sideshow version. Um, this uh, the Swamp Thing, I can't tell how big this Marquette is. It looks pretty gigantic, but I guess when you're made of plants, you can uh, you can get away with a fair bit. Uh, but I just thought the detail in this statue was just insane uh, right through the base, the sort of um, the, the swampy water um, along the bottom. Mm. Um, yeah, what, what about you, Scotty? You're, you're pretty sort of uh, deep into the DC premium format stuff. Was, was this... Yeah, I mean, I think he looks beautiful. I, it's this is not a character that I have a huge connection with, and so um, I think that it's going to partly depend on price for me. Um, mm. I, you know, because I, I uh, ha- imagine that it's going to be a Titanic um, price. Yeah, and, yeah. There's there's a few of the bigger DC premium formats like Killer Croc and Lex Luthor, etc. That I haven't been able to pull the trigger on because of the, the price plus shipping yeah. um, and the amount of space that they would take up um, relative to my interest in the character. And this could be one of those. I think this is going to sell uh, like hotcakes and um, probably be a good investment um, because I'm sure it'll pick up value on the secondary yeah. market um, quickly. Although. Um- I expect the edition size to be big as well. Um, Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'll I'll just have to wait and see on on what the price point is. Yeah, I'm going to go out now and I I think probably US $7.99, I think. I think this will be a big one. Um, overall, I was really disappointed with uh, with Sideshow's offerings, uh, both in Marvel and DC. Uh, we we find, finally got a Magneto uh, premium format along with uh, uh, an early sculpt of a Wolverine, and even though we just got a Wolverine, uh, really, really disappointed. Um, for both Marvel and DC. The only other big reveal we got was Batwoman. Uh, I have nothing against Batwoman, and I certainly think the sculpt looks fantastic, but I just I have to sit and scratch my head and say Batwoman, really, over The Flash and Green Arrow and Adam and Hawkman and Red Tornado and, you know, or I don't know, everyone. Um, but, you know, I think, as people have said, Bat characters sell. Um, Sideshow does a great job on their females, and, you know, she's probably one of the last... Um, sort of major bat females they can do. Speaking of bat characters, this Batman um, I'm seeing, I don't know if he's new to the show, it looks like it might be the Earth One design where he's got the yellow oval, but sort of a modern suit. I'm actually really digging this design. Uh, is that in the, the Sideshow thread? Yeah, he's got sort of some mixed media going on. He's on the bat signal that looks like the Joker's sprayed on it, and it's just sort of a... Oh yes, not yes. Really Bat- recognizing the Batman design, <clears throat> but I, it's got a big battering. But I am sort of liking this statue. Uh, I think yeah. just to respond. Yeah, I think to just respond to what you're saying, Ben. I, I think maybe across the board, one thing that, and we talked about this a little bit after last year's San Diego as well, is that th- the nature of both the development cycle and release cycle for a lot of companies, and also the level at which they are previewing their product on social media and have a constant stream of that going probably means that the, you know, for most companies, 
that more traditional, wow, enormous wave of new, you know, reveals, etc., that we, you know, were accustomed to, um, is lessening. And so, because I, I felt like that about a couple of my you know, companies that I really like buying from, like Kotobukiya as an example, where there, there was they had a lot of stuff there, but very limited new stuff. And I think partly that's because um, the 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 cycle of for a lot of these things is shortening, um, you know, from when they yeah, announce yeah. it to when it comes out, um, and also their just reach in on, on social media is such now that we, you know, I, I think that companies have to be more proactive about announcing stuff because otherwise it's going to get spoiled. Um, you know, and you look at yeah. Marvel Legends as an example of that. You know, there there are very very few surprises with Marvel Legends because it gets leaked out, you know, ages beforehand where and and whoever's doing it is, you know, pretty accurate. So um, you know, it's a it's probably a bit of a catch twenty two. You know, do you hold yeah. a lot of stuff and and particularly the the more mass market companies where they are dealing with uh companies in places where it's harder to to enforce or stick to confidentiality agreements, etc. Um, so I suppose it's a bit of a catch-22. Um, yeah. But I, but I did think it was weird that, like, for example, Sideshow put up a teaser of Batwoman right before the show. Um, <laughs> you know, like, why why not leave that when you, when you have not that many new products to show? Yeah. Why not yeah. leave that as a con reveal as opposed to announcing it the day before? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't really get that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was really disappointed. I mean, I, I think overall this year, um, San Diego, I, I was really uh, underwhelmed. Uh, I thought we might have seen uh, a lot better from uh, the Marvel side as well. I thought we'd sort of step into some characters like uh, the Luke Cage, the Iron Fist, the Moon Knight, uh, in, into that sort of area. But, you know, all we got was Magneto and another Wolverine. So, um, uh, hey, look, you know, we interviewed Randy Bowie and Rand- Randy Bowen. Uh, and as he said, Wolverine sells. So, you know, that's fair enough. But I would have thought maybe, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. A bit disappointing. All right. Well, let's move on again. Uh, I My next takeaway, which I was really impressed with, was, of course, the Mezco 112 Collective. Um, wow, these guys are just powering on. Amazing. This is uh, yeah. amazing. Um, from, you know, what was originally, uh, I think it was a, a – who was first? Was it a Star – one of their Star Trek figures was the first – uh, in in the 112 collective line, um, you know, I didn't sort of think too much of it, and now um, they're just blowing us away with these reveals. It's uh, really quite amazing, and the, the reason why I'm um, throwing the whole 112 collective line in, uh, particularly the the horror, is just the 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 sheer number of properties that they're now starting to encompass, and I'm really hoping that this means that uh, nothing is um, is off the table. Um, I was disappointed that once again we didn't see anything. Uh, in terms of Game of Thrones, I thought maybe after the Funko six-inch line died that we might have seen someone sort of pick up and uh, and either carry on or start something new. Um, but now, you know, having seen the fact that they're doing stuff like uh, the George Romero, rest in peace, um, you know, stuff, the Ash, um, mm. and, of course, Michael Myers from Halloween, Ghostbusters. Um, we even saw um, Diabolique, if you haven't seen that, Diabolique. Is a, a French um, a French character who inspired um, Phantom X in the X Men. So yeah, I, I was just I was blown away. I was really quite impressed with the stuff they're putting out, uh, and I want that I want that Popeye. 
Yeah, me too. <laughs> and and the ash as well. Yeah. So uh, I was happy to see yeah. uh, um, Doctor McCoy for Star Trek, which I think we already knew was coming, but it was nice to see him. I have to say though that I did not love the head sculpt on that. I hope they're going to do some improvement. It might have been the paint Yay. actually, not the sculpt. I think it was the, the yeah. paint or something was a bit missing there, and I thought, oh gosh, I hope that's just a prototype. You think they, they, you know, they, they've actually done a great job of what mm. they're putting out in production, so I'll, I'll, I'm not going to freak out about that. But it's great to – when they first started um, along this path, I, you know, one of the things that I was concerned about was whether or not they would take lines to completion, like, you know, Star Trek original series as an example. Yeah. And so it's just good to see. I mean, they're doing a, a Kirk captain's chair – for original series as well, which is like, okay, fine, but we're still, you know, we still need Chekhov and Uhura. And, um, but at least now we've got, um, uh, bones. So that's good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I I just, I think every toy show we get now that announces news, I'm just going to be really excited about Mizco because, um, fans seem to be really embracing it. I thought perhaps the, uh, the retail price might have actually put a dint in this. And I know, you know, there are a lot of say Marvel legends fans that are, sort of, um, you know, a bit, uh, I guess, annoyed by the prices on some of these. But then there are plenty of fans that are, uh, you know, embracing the 112 and sticking them into their Marvel Legends display. I certainly know my Punisher will be uh, taking the place of, of all, you know, any Marvel Legends version in my display. <laughs> my my um, favourite 112 collective reveal was Batman Beyond. I think he looked yeah. in, the, in the DC side. I thought that was just... A cool, kind of different, different character, and they've done him, you know, really well. Yeah, yeah, and certainly all those extras, uh, I think, are amazing. I was just looking at the Popeye again; just <laughs> the sheer number <laughs> of extras <laughs> he comes with, and uh, they also seem to have done a really good job with that. Uh, the color of the skin, like the the cast skin, you know, we've seen a few people like Hasbro and their Star Wars black start to do. Uh, skin tones by casting it and um, for me it's just not working it's not anywhere near as good as painting but i think the way mezco are doing it it's actually looking really really good so hopefully they come out as good as the prototypes all right <clears throat> moving on to my last bit of news and yes it was hasbro star wars black and woo we finally got the jew back yay team yay team um i said quite some time ago that uh you know, I, I think with the the speeder bike in particular, and, and obviously the, the you know the very large first order Tie Fighter, um, that you know if if Hasbro can get enough feedback from sales to indicate that some of these larger sets are actually warranted, that you know the Jubak would be very very high on my list. And um, not only do we have the Jubak, but we have the uh, the the Land Speeder coming as well. Uh, really excited! I think the Jubak looks fantastic, and I'll need ten. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Okay, maybe a couple to start with, but yeah, yeah oh, I was yeah. quite impressed. I'm I'm starting to get a bit bit lost with the the Star Wars black reveals. Like they do these really awkward kind of hey, here's a new character, but you don't get any sense of what wave they're going to be in or anything like that. They just seem to be sort of all over the place, and um, you know, I have to usually sort of hunt around to see uh, what wave is up up next and who's in it and is anyone pre-ordering yet and uh, it's all very confusing, particularly when they release figures in the 40th anniversary and then go on to release them in the, the single sort of black um, card boxes. So. Just, just to give you a, a little story on that reveal too, I've been 
completely out of it. I have not been able to follow San Diego news all weekend, apart from what I can catch on my phone in sort of little five-minute breaks here and there. Uh, Friday night, I got home so exhausted, I actually fell asleep completely in my clothes. I still had my iPod in my ears, just completely conked out on my bed. And I woke up to a text on Saturday morning of Ben just writing the word Jubek. <laughs> And in my weird in capital state, letters, I was just kind of like, is this like an old library's contacting me? Like, do I still owe books? Like, what's. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was very excited when I saw that one, I have to say. It was, uh, yeah, I just think there's still uh, a lot of scope to continue to build on that. And I know that, uh, you know, Jabba sat around on shelves for a, a long time and to a certain extent so did the, the speeder bikes. But, you know, to my knowledge, the the Wampa and the Tauntons um, disappeared. So, um, you know, I hope that it, it leads to some bigger characters and maybe even uh, some of the sort of diorama pieces too. So, so yes. But that was my main takeaway. I was very disappointed, Eddie, that we saw a Dr. Afra figure, but I think she's in the three and three quarter line, uh, which was a bit disappointing because I think, um, you know, if you're reading the Star Wars comics from Marvel, and if you're not, you're missing out. They're actually very, very good. They've introduced some really awesome characters, and uh, I think Triple uh, Zero and BT, etc., and Black Cassandran would be very, very easy to do since, you know, your reuse be very easy. I'm not even going to ask what that was. Well, no idea. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, overall, uh, you know, when we started putting this script together, um, getting us together to talk about our, you know, top three or four favourite things that um, we, we took from San Diego Comic Con, um, I actually yeah, struggled so, a little bit. So, um, are you ready? Oh, Eddie. Because I, I actually, I came in unprepared. I literally grabbed oh, my headset. Um, <laughs> but while we we're talking, I did realize there was a couple of things that came out a little bit earlier than when I got crazy busy that I was uh, following. Uh, the big one is the there was a bit of Transformers uh, reveals early on. I think this came in on Wednesday night, which was their new gimmick. So Transformers have been doing this thing called the Prime Wars trilogy, where each of their sets for a couple of years have a theme. So we had the Combiner Wars uh, kicked it off. Uh, we're coming now to the end of Titan's Return, which is the Headmasters. And the third part was something known as uh, Power of the Primes, which was a bit loose. People didn't quite know what uh, that title meant. And it's turned out it's kind of similar to the Headmasters where uh, certain characters, which are known as Pretenders, they were the Transformer figures that used to be in like plastic um, shell casings of like human characters and weird monsters and have transformers hidden inside. Uh, they actually have parts that turn into uh, what are kind of like sparks or energies that go inside the matrix of leadership. And then you've got larger scale figures that will actually be able to hold uh, the matrix of leadership in their chest and you're going to be able to swap it around so uh, you can swap sort of the power of the matrix and the different characters that bear it and the big reveal for that was a leader class which is the largest larger scale figure of uh, Rodimus Prime looking how he did at the end of the uh, 86 movie there with the full trailer on top of the hot rod car uh, which is just looking fantastic and Rodimus has had a few reveals but 
Uh, Rodimus Prime has really been lacking apart from a really expensive masterpiece uh, if you can track it down. So that is a very exciting uh, figure to see revealed. And some clever cookies have actually worked out. Some of the other figures uh, that have been revealed actually have the combiner wall connector points on them. So they might actually have a few extra gimmicks in them or you can use them with the combiner wall ones that are already around and existing. And they've been doing this a little bit with Transformers of recent. There was some movie figures that actually had uh, their neck joints connected in with what the headmasters use in Titan Returns. So you could actually put Titan's Returns characters on the movie figures. So they're sort of hiding these little gimmicks in figures and not telling fans. They're just letting people discover it when the toys come out, which I actually think is a kind of cool idea. They're, there's sort of these little Easter eggs uh, hidden inside, and they're literally uh, more than meets the eye. Uh, so I, I am liking what they're doing uh, over there. And the other thing they're doing over at Hasbro uh, co- in connection with Transformers and their comic properties uh, at IDW is they launched a San Diego uh, exclusive this year uh, based on a comic event from IDW called Revolutions, which was a team-up of all their Hasbro comic properties. And they've done a toy box set of that. And what's interesting is this box set's known as the Preview Mega Set. Uh, So the indication is that if this sells well, we might actually get a toy line based on the Revolutions comic. And it's a way of Hasbro getting their toy properties out there, maybe not launching a whole line of just mask figures, but you might get a mask figure, you might get a G.I. Joe, you might get of visionaries uh, in there. And I'd be really excited for that. It's a way of getting sort of those obscure toy characters that we love um, out there again on shelves, but um, hopefully selling better where mask might not sell to everyone, but someone might pick up a wave with say general mayhem in it to get mm-hmm. uh, GI Joe characters here. And um, mm-hmm. it'd be good for cherry pickers potentially to run through. But um, I, I am uh, excited about it and see what they do. But as a Australian kid in the nineties, having an action man figure again uh, <laughs> is very exciting. To me. Even though they're very easy to pick up on Gumtree, I think every second seller under action figure uh, has old action man. Uh, mm-hmm. I am about that, so I am going to be following this uh, very carefully to see what they're doing. Well, part of me is actually relieved that there weren't any announcements of six-inch G.I. Joe lines or six-inch mask lines because uh, yeah. I, I can hear my, my wallet Budget. crying for help, you know. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. as much as I want my six-inch ROM figure, um, you know, I'm happy to put it off another 12 months. Yeah. Uh, and one thing I should say too because um, uh, I think it was very good is that the G.I. Joe Renegades was kind of notorious because they didn't put out uh, Roadblock, was the only character from that cartoon series of the main ones that they were missing. And the Roadblock design they've released here isn't how he looks in the comics. It's that uh, Renegades design look. So it was a way of getting that figure out there uh, hmm. for fans finally to uh, get in and have. And I mean, the comic roadblock is the roadblock that they've released a figure of a thousand times so Mm. you can track him down if you need it but this way uh this figure is finally out so if you are a gi joe renegades fan uh you need to hunt down this set or someone uh who brought it for rom and visionaries that's uh breaking it up and 
checking <laughs> in there too. I, I kind of yeah. don't understand why you would want like a, a Matt Tracker or any mask character without the vehicles because the vehicles made the show. Hopefully, if mm. it does well, we might get vehicles, but I'll I'll take the characters um, yeah. just in any like I, I'm I'm starving when it comes to some of these toy properties. I'll I'll take it how they. It's interesting to see how many fans of a particular one of these properties are prepared to buy toys they don't want. Um, you know, that's my kind of. Uh, I think it, it, it seems like it's going to require people to cooperate. Yeah, in a way that- <laughs> and I, I, I think that'll be interesting to see if collectors can do that because it's not like this is it's not like this is taking ROM off the shelves and combining him with Micronauts and we're losing a ROM line and a Micronauts line. No, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, these weren't coming out for collectors either way, so it's a, a yeah. way of them getting it potentially. Well, um, but yeah, we'll just see how it. Because I mean, of- ROM's kind of done once you have the ROM figure out. The, yeah. the wrong yeah. <laughs> hmm. it, it's part Very of good. you know what I think plagued uh, DC um, Universe Classics uh, towards the end was uh, people not being prepared to deal with some figures that might be from the eras or properties that they didn't like in order to get the ones that they did you know they put out a couple of more modern waves and the classic fans went blah, blah, blah. like and, you know you got to take some hits sometimes to get what you want and that that's yeah, just yeah. with it that's just trying to get people to cooperate within a property let alone between properties yeah, <laughs> yeah, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but good on them well, for thank you Eddie. yeah 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 absolutely all right well that uh, takes us to the end of our favorites for San Diego Comic Con any last thoughts comments questions criticisms what's a battle <laughs> what's a what's a oh god I'm not going there <laughs> um i i'd like to give an honorable mention to the um storm collectibles uh one quarter scale hulk hogan ripping his shirt off it is <laughs> Like highly detailed and yet somewhat pornographic in a overmuscular geriatricy kind of <laughs> way. So I'm sure that there is a particular fetish group that that piece will really appeal to. Hey, there's a uh, a, a big fan base out there, that's for sure. <laughs> so and, and Eddie got, uh, I, I guess. Uh, a, what do you call it? A stay of execution, where uh, there was rumours that the builder figure oh, for the upcoming yes. Marvel Legends Deadpool wave was a big muscular guy in pants, and of course everyone assumed that it was a strong guy from X Factor. Uh, and then at the at the Marvel Legends Which presentation, would have been exciting. Yeah. Yes, it would have. They um, yeah. they teased that it was strong guy, and then went to another slide that had the big uh, you uh, know the big diagonal evil. red thing through it. So, uh, yes, Eddie, you, you've still got your chance. I, I'm still praying that's T-Ray. I'm calling it now. If it, if it is, that's because of me. <laughs> what what, not, is, what even is a T-Ray? T-Ray, 
is Deadpool's arch enemy from the 90s comic run of Joe Kelly, which is the greatest Deadpool comic run. If anyone tells you they're a Deadpool fan but hasn't read that Joe Kelly stuff, they're lying. Uh, it is fantastic. If you like that, if you like the Deadpool movie, they took mainly from that Joe Kelly run. Uh, it is available in trades. Go pick it up. He's a fantastic writer and pay for the comic. Don't download it. He does deserve, uh, even though he co-created Ben 10 and he's probably sitting on mounds of cash, he should still get his money for that. Um, but uh, T-Ray was the arch enemy for Deadpool in that. And in fact, T-Ray might actually be the real Wade Wilson. So I'll leave on that. And it's my number one biggest grail figure out of any line, any property is a Marvel Legends T-Ray. And it's <laughs> closest we're going to be to get it because he is kind of an obscure character. But I, wow. I, I want it. Fingers crossed. Like I yeah, said so, earlier, so, go home, Eddie. You're drunk. <laughs> yeah, T-Ray is my most wanted figure ever, too, after, you know, Jack of Hearts, Mr. Hyde, Sauron, Boo Boom. You know? <laughs> I I'm actually surprised <laughs> more people don't cosplay as him because you just need a ponytail and a Band-Aid on the nose and you're kind of hot. That's right. <laughs> uh, I think we can okay. all say that, that, that uh, Marvel Legends can basically be finished as soon as they get through Devil Dinosaur and Moon Boy, and uh, and we'll all be happy and be done, right? Yes, well, well could, I, I take the, them. The re- repaint then of Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl, the Inhuman, yeah. and there's still <laughs> it's a little bit left. Yeah, very good. <laughs> all right, that I was think, fun, uh, everybody. Cheers. <laughs> That wraps up our articulated news for the coverage of San Diego Comic-Con 2017. And uh, we'll be back after a short break and we'll wrap things up. With what? Tomatoes. With a, with a you can podcast, you can um, email us with any feedback you might have. But that's in the tag. Is it? Can't we, can't we just say goodbye? Goodbye. Yes. <laughs> so long. Bye. <laughs> no, okay, we have to, we'll have to come back now. Yep. Goodbye. Ah, we made a comeback. <laughs> nice. The biggest comeback since Kim Kardashian. Uh, uh, all right. In five, four, three. Well, we're back. We're going to say goodbye now. Listen to our tag for ways you can contact us with feedback. And uh, it's been fun, guys. I think it's been and quite some time since we had this many of us together. That is nice. true. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, don't forget to um, support our new sponsors, um, Luke Crate and Audible. Let them know that uh, you appreciate that they are working with us by um, checking out the URLs in the ads and taking up their special offers for you. They're new independent companies just starting off from the ground. You probably haven't heard of them, so get out there and give them <laughs> your support. <laughs> That's right. We just want to try and give them a little leg up in the industry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. Very good. All right. Until we uh, do it again next week, goodbye. Good journey. (laughs) Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. Our theme music is by Robert Crandall. Our ad music is by Scott Holmes. The AFB logo is created by Nath Stones. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. 
while you're at actionfigureblues.com, please check out our sponsors like Mark's Comics and Stuff, Loot Crate, Audible, and Gamefly. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 283, for the week of Wednesday, the 26th of July, 2017. I'm Ben, and with me tonight are... Adam. Eddie. Justin. And Scott. This episode is brought to you by Audible, Loot Crate, and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, we take a look at our favourite reveals from San Diego Comic Con 2017. I've still got it. (laughs) 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 Yes, yes, you do. You haven't forgotten your name. Well Mm. done. (laughs) 